What's up, Brave Nation? This is the Ethos Brave Podcast. I'm your host, John McKay, and on today's episode, I've got Jeremy Bell with me, my lovely co-host. Jeremy, what's up? How's it going? Uh, well, you know, we need some wins, John. That's what we need. Uh, I'm, a, I'm just a little disappointed. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a, um, uh, an, older, um, an older lady who's a friend, uh, her and her husband, and she's a big Pittsburgh Pirates fan. And uh, so she posted last night after the game, she raised the Jolly Roger, which is what they do at Pittsburgh. Uh, so I'm a little disappointed because she's going to rub it in, John. So, um, you know, I've been rubbing it in for about the last, uh, well, since 91 and 92, you know, when the Braves won uh, and beat the Pirates and made the, you know, the nice comebacks that they did. So uh, she's going to rub it in. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh's got some good young players. So, uh, do. I don't like that, so let's, uh, you know, we need some wins. Need some wins, John. Uh, I know this is a Braves podcast, but I've always been a fan of Brian Reynolds. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. You know where he's, you, you know, know where he went to college, correct? Would that be in Georgia? No, just a little bit. It's actually a little bit east of you. Oh. Um, where would that, where would that be? He's a Vandy boy. Oh, little south. Yeah. Him and Dansby played together. Ah, gotcha. You know, Pittsburgh. Um, it was uh, the interesting thing. And I know we'll get into this, but Pittsburgh has has got a uh, some good players. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think once again they've kind of gone by the wayside and 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 almost given up again. But um, you know, they've got some really good players. Um, they're a good team, and that's a, the bad part about right now with Atlanta. Um, the they're they're running into these teams that that's really good competition. Uh, you know, you've mm-hmm. had the Cubs, uh, and the Cubs, by the way, we'll talk about that too. Best team in baseball. You know, one of the best teams right now. You know, a, what like a two games out of first place. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when they left the the Braves series, they were a game and a half out of first place. By the way, that's not out of the wild card. That's out of first place in the in the central division. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you say, well, the central division is not very good. It's probably not, but the Cubs right now are the best offense in baseball since the all-star break. Uh, Braves yeah. are number two on that. Uh, but the Cubs are number one by far. They are leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. And this is the problem right now with, with all these teams that are out of, of, uh, you know, contention you get all these young players up that want to showcase things and they want to do things and they want to, they want to show what they're made of. And, and that's what you run into. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you don't run into the teams that are getting easier. You run into the teams that are getting harder. And that's, unfortunately, that's what the Braves are kind of running into right now. But, but Pittsburgh, uh, you know, Pittsburgh's uh, uh, got some good players. I, you know, I, I kind of wish they hadn't ran out of it, but they are out of it right now. And, and uh, so we'll see, but I think they still got some potential uh, for the next few years. I, I think Henry Davis is going to be a highly touted um, player. He's a highly touted prospect to begin with, but um, right. he's not a typical right fielder. He's a catcher, right. if I'm not mistaken. Right. And he's a catcher playing in right field. Um, yeah. It's kind of obvious on that uh, two base era that Marcel had last night. We're gonna, yeah. We'll, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, yeah. Anytime you get, um, you know, a, a player out of position 
although the outfield you would think would be one of the easier things to get acclimated to, it is still not. Uh, no. You ask anybody out there, uh, you know, it's a hard thing. You know, Austin Riley was going to be out playing. He played outfield uh, when he came up. Uh, they had Josh Donaldson, I believe. You know, Austin Riley came up his rookie year. He played outfield, and you ask him, he's probably going to tell you. And if you look at Austin Riley right now, one of the one of the better third basemen in the in the league. Uh, you know, you're going to tell you there's some quirky things that go on in the outfield different than the infield. And it's the same thing mm-hmm. for an outfielder trying to come to the infielder. There's just different things. How you play the ball, you know, you've got the wall to contend with. How do you play it off the wall? You've got the stands to contend with. You've got, uh, you know, there's just so many things that, that, you know, make it tough playing any position when you're, especially when you're playing out of position, there's just so many things that you got to deal with. And, and uh, it's it's tough. Uh, I think Ryan Klesko, you go back a long time ago, they tried to convert him to an outfielder as well. And you're going to ask him, he's going to tell you the same thing. Um, you know, even uh, even the one player that I like, and that's Dale Murphy from a long time ago, he was a converted catcher, okay? But the, oh, only, reason they converted him, yeah, the only reason they converted him from catcher to outfield is because he couldn't throw the ball to second base, okay? Oh. So, um, so uh, and I even saw a picture – of Murph playing first base uh, when uh, he was on first base when uh, Pete Rose got his uh, 44th straight hit. Uh, so, um, you know, and that's been a long time, but it's tough. You, you just don't, uh, it, it's, it's just hard to play out of position. You know, you played for so long and, and um, you know, outfield's a tough gig. Mm-hmm. You, speaking of streaks, this is my segue here. Yeah, Matt Olson is on a streak of his own. Ha! Mm. Boy, ten, ten games straight with at least one RBI. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's tied it, for that's tied for the organizational lead with Freddie Freeman. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Um, you know, it's you know I sit here and I I I don't I hate to lose. You know. Um, yes, I, I hate to lose. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I hate to lose on anything. Okay, anything. Um, I don't care if it's checkers. Okay, I hate to lose. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, I just do. And you know, I, I. It's one of those where you know you got a ten game lead over the Phillies. Okay, and you you just worry that something's going to happen, like what happened you know, with the Mets last year, and the Braves are just going to fall apart, and, and, and you worry that they're not doing enough when the postseason comes around, and then they're going to be, they're going to go down as, as the Mariners, as one of the best teams in baseball, and the Mariners who won 110 games that year, or 100 whatever games they won that year, and didn't win the World Series, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to go down like the Golden State Warriors, who won the most games of any NBA team, but did not win the NBA championship that year. Uh, so, you know, those are the things that I don't want this team to be. And, and they score so many runs. And and obviously, it's the home run that gets them. And Matt Olson is one of them uh, that, that's kind of been on a hot streak, him and Austin Riley. And it's not like they're not scoring runs. I mean, even as you go back to Monday night's game, they put up six runs. It's just the pitching 
you know, has not been there. But but Matt Olson and the, is a great that's a great streak. Those are hard to get, by the way. You would think that um, you know home runs, anything in baseball streak wise is hard to get. You know, I mentioned yeah. that Pete Rosie hit forty four straight games. You know, that's hard. Uh, that's that's not oh, easy. Yeah. What? Why don't you see streaks like that anymore? It's because, you know, people don't, uh, you know, there's no Tony, even Tony Gwynn didn't, you know, I would have thought anybody had a streak would have been Tony Gwynn and would have maybe break it, broke that, um, you know, record of 56 games, uh, you know, so, um, but, but no, uh, even that, and it's because pitching, pitching is better. Everything's better. And, and, you know, Matt Olson, how streaky he is anyway, he's, you know, mm-hmm. he's a devil's machine. Uh, he, he, he doubles or home runs or strikes out. So, uh, but man, he is killing the ball right now. Uh, I mean, they're just a, the ball coming off is bad. It's, it's almost like when he, he's got that long swing and it's almost like, um, you know, when he hits it, the ball's, uh, screaming. So, uh, because he hits it, he's hitting it so hard. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's, um, but the only other thing about Matt Olson is, yes, he's doing great hitting the ball, but, but he's also committing some errors, which is unheard of. Um, yes. So his field, of, his, his, his field and his playing the field. And, and one of those, um, I believe um, you had Bryce Elder on Saturday who had that. And that's the other thing about big innings. What's the deal with big innings of late? Um you know, yeah. Bryce Elder had that inning on on um, I think it was Saturday, first inning. Well, Matt Olson, we had I think he had runners on first and third or second and third or something with one out, and Olson gets a grounder to first base, and he's looking to go home, which he would have had a good shot at throwing the runner out at home, and the ball gets by him. You know, I mean, those are we've seen those little things that have hurt him. Uh, so anyway. Um, you know, I, it's funny because when I started, was I can't remember, was it Sunday? Uh, one of the I can't remember when it was. I started watching one of the games, and one of the first things I saw, Ozzy and looked like Arcia. They were working with Ron Washington, you know. And so I think that's the importance of Washington. So um, anyway, streaks are good. Um, I, I just need streaks and wins. That's what I need. I think that um, okay. One more streak, and then I got another question for you. Um, yeah. Was it Dan Ugler that has the longest Braves hitting streak? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. 36 uh, which games? Is, which is unusual because of Dan Ugla was a guy that homered or – he was like a Matt Olson type, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he either homered, doubled, or struck out. Um, uh, and I believe, if I remember this correctly, um, the streak that you're talking about came um, at a point in the year – where he was hitting about 130, 140, and then all of a sudden he hit that streak and he was hitting everything and, and pulled his average like up 100 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of like Michael Harris, you know, when he was hitting about 150, now hitting about 280. Um, mm-hmm. And, and Ugla did his over the course of that, that time. And, and he, I mean, that was his best year with the Braves, if I remember correctly. Other than that, it was not very good. Although you could go watch him in batting practice, and he could put on a show in batting practice. Really? Um, yeah, he he was. Yeah, it was amazing what he would he would do in batting practice. Um, but um, but yeah, I believe Ugla is that guy, and I believe that streak came 
uh, and I can't remember what year it was. I you'd have to go back a little ways, but I believe that streak came um, that year. He had either just signed with the Braves and he was having a terrible year hitting about 130, 140. And all of a sudden he started just killing the ball and pulled his average way up. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, Dan Ugla, who'd have thought, right? Um, my other point before we move on, uh, you mentioned that inning with Matt Olson and the error committed. I think that, yeah. that game, that, that game starts, goes a, a lot better. And I know one play, it doesn't seem like one play could change the game, but it, I, I believe it could because if he doesn't allow that, there there's not a five spot in that first inning, and the Braves no, are not automatically yeah. down five nothing, and Bryce Elder yeah. is able to stay in longer and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's different. Um, I I don't know. You know, it, it's different when you got um, two outs and a runner on third, two out instead of one out first and third, second and third, whatever. I, I just think the scenario is a whole lot different uh, for Elder in that case. Mm-hmm. You know, pressure is not as – you know, it, so if, if it's second and third with one out, you allow a hit, probably both runs are going to score. If it's, if it's just third, runner on third with, with two outs and they get a hit and one run scores, well, you know what? you got a baseball team in the Braves that score runs. That's one of mm-hmm. those where you can live with one run scoring, and you can oh, yeah. just try to manage. You try to manage after that. So I think the philosophy is a whole lot different, and and I think that would have changed. That might have changed. But you're right. One thing can change a game. One thing can change uh, an, an inning. It's like last night. Uh, it's like Strider's. You know, probably his worst start uh, of of the year. He has uh, three walks in the six run third inning that they had. Monday night, um, mm-hmm. and he'd only totaled six walks in 38 innings over his previous six starts. He had 62 strikeouts in that span. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, one thing, one walk can turn it. Uh, I, and I think that's been this, just the one struggle of, of some of the pitching of late, uh, and especially some of the bullpenners that come in. You know, I, I can't remember who it was. It's one of the – it may have been one of the new guys – um, it, you know, he's pitching on Sunday. I think it was John. It may have been Johnson uh, pitching mm-hmm. on Sunday, and and I bet he threw six straight off-speed pitches without throwing a fastball. And he walked one guy, and he still threw a couple. I mean, I'm like, okay, you know, what happened to establishing my fastball, um, and and getting that first pitch strike, things like that. My wife would say, well, don't you think he's trying to? And I'm like. Yes and no. You know, I've I've argued for the last couple of years about Strider. I think he nibbles a little bit too much. You know, if I've got a a great fastball uh, and I've got a good slider to go with it, um, you know, throw strikes. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's all I need to do. I I got a fastball and a fastball and a fastball. If if I'm throwing 100, I want to get beat with my fastball. Last night I watched a couple of the Pirate pitchers um, it seemed to me like, um, and I think Harris may have been one of them last night in the, in the ninth inning, uh, he got a double and the reason he got a double was because he, he was late on the fastball and he was fouling them off, fouling them off, fouling them off, fouling them off. And then all of a sudden what happens is the pitcher decides to throw him an off speed pitch. And what did he do? He hit it off the wall. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because 
his bat caught up with the off-speed pitch and wasn't catching up with the fastball. And I'm like, why did you go away from the fastball? He was throwing it. He was elevating it, elevating it, elevating it. And I think that's the other thing about the philosophy in pitching is, is with Strider especially, if I've got a fastball and I can throw it 100 miles an hour, chances are they're not going to catch up to it. Why do I want to throw an off-speed pitch, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to let him catch up to whatever it is I'm throwing? And that's that's what I don't – you know, I, they they got to get that in their mind. Sometimes they want to be fancy and – Forget fancy schmancy. I just want to see, see strikeouts. I just want to see, you know, guys get out on your best pitch. Nolan Ryan was mm-hmm. that way. He was going to throw it hard, and he was just going to – you hit it. You hit a home mm-hmm. run on my best pitch, and I will take my hat off and tip my hat to you for doing that. But otherwise, right. I'm going to throw my best pitch, and I'm going to get you out. So I, I agree. I mean, I, I've noticed the nibbling, and I'm kind of curious. Um, yeah. Well, and take, let's take Bryce Elder, for instance. Uh, you know, Bryce's off-speed stuff is probably a lot better, uh, mm-hmm. you know. But, but again, it's all about strikes, you know. Max Freed's mm-hmm. got a great fastball. You know, it, it, it's good to see Max back on, on Friday. I want to definitely dive into that. Right, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, it, it was good to – yeah, we, and we will. It was good to see Max back on Friday, and I think that's really going to help the pitching staff – uh, but Max has also uh, got a good fastball, and that's what he establishes. And I think that's what pitchers have got to – mentally, that's what pitchers have – you've got to – like Strider walked three guys in that six-run inning. And those so, – so you take those three runs, those three walks off the board, okay, and, he, and they mm-hmm. only score three runs in that inning. He probably keeps pitching up until the part where they had – the rain delay, uh, you take those three runs off the board, it's not a seven to six game anymore. What is it? It's a six four game. Okay. Right. Walks will normally lead to disaster. Um, now, yep. yes, a walk can also lead to a double play. All right. I get that. But what do most walks do? They lead to disaster. So, especially anyway. first, especially leading off the inning. Especially leading off an inning because you put so much pressure on the pitcher in that instance. And that's your own fault. It's not mm-hmm. uh, the batters or anything like that. Uh, that's your own fault. I mean, you've got to, um, you know, if, if you get an inning, let's say if you get an inning where you are absolutely just uh, killing it, hitting the ball, hitting the ball, and then all of a sudden three outs come up and you got to go out and you got you got to play defense. Okay, great. So, and then the pitcher comes out and starts walking people. And so mm. you've got to stand out there. Well, you just killed a, a, a potential rally in the next inning because your guys have been so hot. So as a pitcher, you know, you got to go out and you got to throw strikes and you've got to establish, you know, that strike zone and you've got to make outs and outs and outs and do so quickly so your guys can get back in and hit. Yep, I, I agree. Um well, let's get into Max because Max was Max Reed was elite Friday against the Cubs. Oh gosh, man! If that you was blinked, elite. You like, oh my yeah. goodness! If you blink, you would have missed him on Friday. I mean, that's how quick mm-hmm. the game was. I mean, it was it was so fast. I mean, we were going. <laughs> we we were. I mean, and the Braves scored a lot of runs in that game, which was mm-hmm. great. But you would have thought uh, that the game time with the Braves scoring that many runs would have been, you know, would have been three hours. 
but what right. was it? A little over two hours, two and a half. Yeah, I think, at the yeah max? two, two ten, two fifteen. Yeah, and and you would have, you know, Max Freed, um, you would have thought he'd been on a. I, I would, I would, I would think that he was probably on a pitch count, which would mm-hmm. be somewhere in the seventy-five to eighty range. Um, well, my gosh, at one point you're talking about he's in the fifth inning. And he's looking at probably hitting the 80 pitch range, maybe in the eighth inning. Okay, right. I mean that's how that's how good that outing was, and that's how. And, and I I haven't heard anything as far as how he felt afterwards. At least nothing nothing bad. But I'd be curious at how he felt afterwards. But I'm thinking, well, he's been throwing these minor league starts, pitching about the same. I think his last minor league start uh, with the Stripers there in Gwinnett was 90 pitches. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you you know you can't definitely can't com- complain about that, and you figured that if if he's throwing ninety pitches, that there would be no um, you know no soreness or whatever because he's already used to that. Right. Um, but boy, oh boy, he was. That's exactly what we wanted to see from Max Freed. You know, that's is, is to have a game like that, and now you've got a strong Max Freed. You don't have a a guy who's been pitching so much. Now you've got, right. you know, Max Freed being as strong as he is and headed for this stretch run. And that's exactly, I think, maybe the shot in the arm that we needed, at least in the pitching staff. Because let's face it, the pitching staff coming into this year was supposed to be the strong part of the year. Okay, that was <laughs> supposed to be the strong part of the team. Because in the beginning, it was it was Max Freed, it was Kyle Wright, it was Spencer Strider, it was Charlie Morton, and then we were just going to, piece it together to wait for, you know, Soroka to get back. But, and, and you know, even if it had been Bryce Elder, I mean, look at that five-man rotation right there that you got. And now, you know, what has it been? It's been Morton and Strider for sure and Elder. And then you've got, it's been everybody since Chirinos. Uh, it's been A.J. Smith-Shaver, Jared Schuster, Dylan Dodd. Uh, anybody else? Uh, Al A- um um, Alan Winans for one. Alan Winans, um, you know, it's been a host of, of kids coming up from the minors um, that, uh, and, and I think there's even more on the way down in Gwinnett. So, uh, you know, if we can just get uh, Kyle Wright going, uh, you know, that would be nice. I, I, I believe he's throwing maybe some live BP, uh, you know, and, and, and getting some, getting going there. Um, mm. Dylan Lee's supposed to be back. He's, he's, uh, I believe throwing at Gwinnett. Uh, he's had, uh, a couple of good outings there. Uh, so that will be good for the bullpen when he comes back. But, but boy, Max was, uh, you couldn't have asked for any better outing from Max Freed on Friday against the Cubs. Um, I, so what, so Soroka, let's, let's, Let's get into this because they bring him up, they pull him back down. They bring him up, they pull him back down. The yeah. pitch is good, they put him back down. What what, yeah. what do you think the what do you think the thought process is right here with Soroka? <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I've I've wondered that too. Um, I, I if if he's gonna go down and pitch in Gwinnett, I think one of the reasons I, I think a couple of times the reason they have sent him down was because they had a bunch of off days coming up uh, and they were going to continue with the rotation of Strider, Elder, uh, Morton for sure. 
uh, and then who else, whoever else uh, they were going to had in there, Torino's being one of them maybe. Um, but I, I think and now with Friedback, I, I think those that's why they sent him down a couple of times was to make sure that he kept pitching in the rotation. Uh, that the day that he was supposed to be pitching in the majors, he would be doing that in the at Gwinnett. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I don't know why, especially since they, uh, Chirinos, um, you know, okay. Um, but I'd rather see Soroka pitching uh, in the majors, especially if everything is okay with him. I'd rather mm-hmm. see him getting his, his either his lumps or his licks or whatever you want to call it. I'd rather see him getting it done here in the in the big league rather than. So I don't know what the philosophy has been. Again, uh, it, it's almost like we got kid gloves on them. Um, and again, with Soroka, I can understand just because um, you know I, I still think it's gonna. I, I still don't think we're gonna see the real Mike Soroka maybe until next year, uh, just mm-hmm. because of that two years uh, with that Achilles tear. And doing it back-to-back years, I still don't know if we're going to see really the real Mike Soroka until next spring training, maybe. Um, mm. But with all the other guys that they've had, uh, from from Dodd to Schuster to H. Smith Shaver to Winans, those guys, I don't know why we've been. It's almost like um, they have a, a limo waiting right outside. As soon as they finish pitching, boom, they're going down to Gwinnett. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm still curious that that's probably been the biggest mystery this year of is why I'm, why they have had that revolving door uh, pitching wise but I think one of the reasons with Soroka was is because they want to keep him pitching and they were going to be having off days coming up and they he wasn't going to get to pitch that next his next outing or something I could see that and that makes a little bit more sense I, if, that I didn't makes think of sense. it that way yeah, that makes sense, but all the other times don't make sense. By the way, no. <laughs> yeah, I I got a feeling we'll see him up here soon. Um, I got a feeling, you know. Of course, obviously, what, what's interesting is I don't I don't know that I've seen the whole. Uh, I, I've got up until um, let's see, Torino's goes, uh, believe Tuesday night. Uh, Max is going Wednesday, and Bryce is going on Thursday. Uh, so. Friday, Saturday's doubleheader with the Mets, uh, Sunday, because we've got those four games we got to play because the last time the Braves were in New York, it came such that big flood, and they didn't play like on that Friday and Saturday. So um, so we've got one more extra game in there, and usually they get, you get to call up a, an extra pitcher uh, for those mm-hmm. doubleheaders. And so I have not seen the rotation uh, going into this weekend. And so I suspect somebody's going to be up to pitch one of those games with the Mets, um, maybe the Saturday game. So if it was rotation goes, um, you know, Chirinos, Freed, Elder, uh, and then um, somebody else would be pitching. Uh, I don't – Friday, I, I guess you'd go back to Morton. Um, mm-hmm. And then, then you would have to have somebody in there – on Saturday, pitching one of those games with the Mets. So uh, I would hope would to be, see Soroka. I'm, I'm, I would hope. You know. Yeah, I would hope. Uh, I would think that he would be the guy, but then again, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I'd like to get us back to that five-man rotation to take some of the pressure off maybe Morton and Strider. Uh, you know, I know we've had those off days, but I'd like to still, even though 
in the beginning of the year, even though we had off days, we still were going with that five-man rotation. Uh, so I would like to, you know, take some of the pressure off of Morton and Strider and Elder just a bit uh, of those arms, just so that we do have them in the postseason and that they are a little bit stronger. So I hope that is the case, but but they're going to have to find somebody to pitch over the weekend with the Mets because you got a doubleheader. So and normally, you know, and again, we're using the bullpen up quite a bit, uh, mm-hmm. which is a disturbing thing. Uh, so. Uh, you know, because, uh, you know, luckily Mentor's had some time off. Dylan Lee hopefully will be back. Uh, he's had some time off. So hopefully those two guys will be strong. But, but boy, have we used the bullpen. That's for sure. Yes, the Braves have definitely used the bullpen. Um, so with all this doom and gloom we've been talking, you know, defensive woes, pitching woes. Yeah. The Braves are still only one game under 500 as of tonight. Right. Since the Dallas Air break. Yeah. Um, and so it could so be taking, it yeah. could be a lot worse. Yeah, it could be. Um, and I think and, and I, I again, this is Major League Baseball and their scheduling and their infinite. You know, the one thing that is beneficial probably for the Braves this year is they're going to play the Eastern Division less amount of times than what they did last year. Okay, Mm -hmm. with that balanced schedule where everybody's playing each other, you're playing all the American League, you know, everybody's playing each other, uh, you're playing less teams in the Eastern Division, which does not hold well for the Phillies um, because they don't get the Braves as much. You know, that's the thing about what it used to be in years past. Pretty much in September, you were playing your your teams in your division. Uh, Mm -hmm. And most of the time, you were at least getting a home-and-home series with those teams. Um, but now that's a little bit different. Uh, but I think the Phillies are getting uh, the teams right now that are a little bit lighter and not as good. You know, they've got the Nationals. Um, you know, the Braves have, have played, you know, the Angels. who At one point, the Angels, one of the hottest teams in baseball, until they ran into the Braves. And since they were the deadline, able, they, ha- they haven't won a game since the deadline. They have not won a game – uh, this month, I believe, too. Yeah. So, so, and um, neither have the Mets. Always, yeah. The, they're, so the Mets did pick up, a, I think the Mets picked up a win last night, a pretty good win uh, oh, okay. on Monday night because uh, Alonzo had a couple of homers, had like six RBIs. Um, so, you know, the, the Phillies are running into some teams right now that, that are not good in record wise. Uh, they've got the Nationals who have not been good all year. Um, and so the Braves have, uh, you know, they, they played the Angels. They rolled around and went on the road now and played the Cubs, which, oh, by the way, uh, the Cubs, offensively, uh, the Braves are, uh, have an 879 OPS since the break. That ranks second in the majors behind the Cubs, okay? Nice. The Cubs also leads at Major League Baseball in scoring since the break by a very wide margin. You look at the mm-hmm. Braves pitching. The Braves are – the ERA since the break is 4.89. That is six – okay, six worst in the majors. They're mm. only ahead of the Royals, the White Sox, the Pirates, the Nationals, and the D-backs. Mm. Okay? So, I believe, if I'm, if I'm right, the Phillies have played the Royals and now playing the Nationals. Mm-hmm. All right? So, um, so – there's some, just some statistics for you that tell you how it's going so far. Um, but I believe the schedule 
because they don't play the Eastern Division, right now it is hurting a little bit because they are playing some very good competition, which that's fine. You need to be playing competition, but mm-hmm. you want your you want your team that's right behind you playing some competition as well. And you're right, only one game below 500 since the break, and that's a good thing because the Phillies haven't been able to gain much. Um, so, you know, 10 games out right now, their game last night or Monday night with the Nationals was uh, rain delayed. So they'll be playing a doubleheader today. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But the Braves, we just need to keep winning like we had. We need to get on those streaks. Right now, another three-game losing streak. Uh, you know, it's been four and, what, five. Uh, but fortunately, the Phillies haven't played well enough to capitalize on that. So, you know, my comfort level would be uh, to keep it at that 12 to 14 game, um, you know, lead. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so that's my comfort level. I feel pretty good about that. So let's keep it that way. But right now, we just need to get things going. You know, the offense is good. Uh, you know, we've been able to put up runs, but boy, oh boy, the pitching, we got to get better. And I think hopefully that will be with Max Freed coming back. Uh, but it might be one of those where you, if you're uh, Brian Snicker, you have another meeting and just say, hey, look, guys, you know, everything okay? Everybody okay? Uh, you know, let's uh, – I know we got a 10-game lead, uh, but, uh, you know, let's let's keep it going and, and stuff because you know how those meetings goes. Uh, mm-hmm. Usually they turn out and, and run off 14 in a row or something like that. Yeah. I was listening to the broadcast last night and – or it might have been the night before – but they're talking about the mistakes the Braves are making are definitely correctable. The walks, the errors. Oh yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not in mechanics. It's not no. in a swing. No. It's now mental errors. Yeah, it is. So, it is. Um, I believe. Is. Well, you know, it's look, easy, Matt, not easily sorry. correctable, but it's still pretty correctable. Oh sure. Yeah, look, um, this is this is everybody's. You know, you hear this all the time, Matt Olson. That error that he committed uh, Saturday afternoon that led to the big inning uh, that, where the Cubs scored five runs. Uh, so take a look at that. Let's take a look at that from a mechanics-wise. Um, he's looking to take that hop and throw home. He is mm-hmm. he's setting himself up as a, as a great first baseman, and he is. He's a gold-glove first baseman, so he knows how to make this play. He immediately sees the runner breaking, and so he's setting himself up in position to be able to catch the grounder and throw home, all right? And he, mm-hmm. he would have probably, uh, you know, threw him out at home, and that would have been, uh, you know, the second out of the inning. But what happens is he's looking so far ahead that he's ready to make that throw that he, forgot to, he forgets to catch the ball, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and how many times you hear that said? He just forgot to catch it. I saw him one other time. He did it on trying to make a double play, and he was just trying. He was roaming to his right. He was going to make the stop, and he was immediately looking to get set to make that throw to second base, and he just forgot to catch the ball. Okay? Mm-hmm. That happens. That happens. Um, you know, you're going to see plays like that. Boy, those are correctable. Actually, you know, even correcting those, you don't have to correct that. You just got to catch the ball. That's all you got to say. And he's going to tell you, I was looking to make the play at second base, and I just didn't – I took my eye off of it for just a brief second and didn't make the play. That's – there's nothing correctable about it. He's in position to make the right play. Uh, mm-hmm. He just didn't catch the ball, you know. So uh, so you're right. You know, those little things are correctable. 
little things. That's all you call it. Little things. Little things. Uh, and, and can be easily fixed. Don't they always tell you to keep your eye on the ball all the way? Yes. Keep your eye on the ball at all at all times. Except mm-hmm. for you, John, you might have a little bit of a struggle with that. Okay. I do, and so, then it hits me in the face. Yes. Yes, it's true. Yeah, but you know the other thing, too? You hear that all the time with infielders. They tell you that all the time. But you know what? Here's the thing. I would put my, I would put the Braves guys that play either in the outfield or in the infield. I'd put them up against anybody, and oh, yeah. I, I'd take them any day of the week. If I was a pitcher and I had that kind of defense, I can live with a guy who makes makes an error once every nine thousand games or whatever. I can live with a guy like that who who's gonna pretty much make that play nine out of ten times every time. I think Braves fans might be a little bit spoiled from Freddie, though. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. Uh, but I, I, you know, even even the greats do make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to happen. Uh, Freddie's, you know, once again having another, uh, you know, good year uh, with with the, uh, you know, with the the Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers are having a good year. They're in first place. Uh, so uh, they seem to be rolling. The one thing here's the one thing I've noticed about the Dodgers. Okay, they seem to be having fun. Okay, mm-hmm. it seems like, and I've watched a few games. They look like they're having a lot of fun. Now, granted, they did a lot of buying at the uh, All Star break. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they get Lance Lynn, they get Kike Hernandez back, uh, who was a clubhouse favorite. Uh, went before he left and was in Boston. So they get those guys back, uh, get Lance Lynn as a pitcher, who I think will do well uh, in Los Angeles just because many, many times that's a hitter, that's a uh, pitcher-friendly park. Uh, you know, he's got a good lineup behind him. He's out of the White Sox, who have been struggling in many different ways. Um, so, I, you know, but they look like they're having fun. I hope the Braves have not lost that uh, fun attitude that they've had. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the thing about you know being up ten games and and being in the position that you are. You don't. You hope we don't get what you might call lazy. Uh, mm-hmm. And well, we're up ten games. We're okay. Well, then you get a team like the Cubs, who are a game and a half out of first place, who are really pushing and and are really playing very well and having a really good time. And there's no really no pressure on them. They can play however they want. That's what you really hope right now. Mm-hmm. Um, another uh, random question. I, I learned this last night on the broadcast. Can you name me the only four National League hitters that are hitting over 300? Um, let's see. Uh, Without looking. The kid, from, the kid from Miami. Is it uh, Arias? Arias, yeah. Yep, that's um, one. Acuna. That's two. Uh, Freddie? That's three. Um, Mookie Betts? Nope. You're ah! mm. Wrong coast. Hold on. What What team? Phillies. Um, well, it's not Bryce Harper, is it? Nope. Okay, You're hold close on. close in name, though. Um, Bryson Stock. Yep. Huh. He's barely over 300, but still. Yeah. 
Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got that only, if I hadn't heard the other thing. So. Yeah, and that's sad. There's only four guys over 300, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, that's sad. But anyway. In your defense, but, I mean, Peter Moreland, he uh, guessed Mookie Betts first, too, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet Betts is close, so I don't know. We'll, we'll, we can move on from that one, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that out at you. Yeah. I like the random thoughts. Yeah, I do too. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think this. I mean, the Mets are out of it, but I think getting on a good the rest of this Pirates series and then into the Mets series, and then getting back home uh, next week, I feel like this is a good time to get right and you know, yeah, well, keep the Mets weather down. Yeah, but here's the key: it doesn't get easier. To be quite honest with you, uh, no, you know, no. because Looking forward, we're looking ahead. Another Sunday night game coming up, by the way, with the Mets, which you know how I feel about those. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, something you, you do about uh, day games. Yeah, uh, unless you <laughs> pitch like Max Fried does. Um, mm-hmm. So, so um, you, you got the Pirates the rest of this week. Uh, today or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, then you go the Mets Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, two games on Saturday, by the way. Then you go, you come home, and you got the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go to the Yankees Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. And then you got the Giants who come to town, who are just kind of hanging on themselves. Then you go back to the Mets, and then you go back out to the West Coast to play the Giants, Rockies, uh, and then you're going to welcome in the Dodgers. So, mm. uh, so it just. Um, you know, it just doesn't get any any easier, to be honest with you. Um, no, and that's pretty really. much finishing out the rest of, of August. Uh, you don't run into the Phillies. Here's the key. You don't run into the Phillies again until September 11th. All right? And it's a, and if, if I'm looking at the schedule right, it's a doubleheader. It's a four-game series with the Phillies. It's a right. doubleheader, um, one of those games. That's a, I guess that's um, – uh, it's a doubleheader on the 11th. Uh, then you so got they got for the rain out a few weeks ago. Yeah, then you got the uh, still got the Phillies on September 12th, 13th, uh, and then uh, you you go with an off day, and then you got the Marlins, and then you get the Phillies again. So you're going to get them twice in September, mm-hmm. okay? But you're also going to get the Cubs in September. Uh, you're going to get the Nationals in September. Uh, the only mm-hmm. team you're not getting in September that's in the um, Eastern Division is the Mets. So, because you're getting the Phillies, you're getting the Marlins, and the Nationals. Uh, you're going to end the year, which is surprising that we're talking about ending the year with the Nationals. I but, know. boy, oh boy, that four-game series with the Phillies uh, coming up. Uh, but again, it's sep- September 11th, okay? That's the next time you play the Phillies in September. That's a wow. long way away. Okay, long That's over a month away. Yeah, fortunately, it is a home game. And fortunately, mm-hmm. you're going to be coming off a, um, a a pretty good stretch. You've got the Cardinals, you got the Pirates, you got the Phillies. Um, and then you're going to welcome in the Marlins. So a nice long stretch. And then the Nationals, goodness, they're at home. Um, they're at home quite a bit, if I'm reading this, reading the tea leaves, right? They're going to be home pretty much almost the entire month of – um, September. Nice. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
so they start out. Um, let's see, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me just make sure that's right. No, maybe I'm wrong, John. Hold on. I can't. I got to read this right. I'm not reading this right. Um, maybe I'm. No, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. They're on the road most of that month. Sorry. Um, yeah, they come home uh, with a series against the Phillies and a series against the Cubs, and then they'll end on the at home against the Nationals. So, yeah, but it's split. So, anyway, that's, that's where you're at right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But another month you get to play the Phillies. Yeah. And you um, hope at that time – I mean, you hope at that time that the seasons are you're done already. You know, I mean, in a month's time, um, let me just tell you how many games will be left. By the way, uh, so let's see. So let's There's say you start with the Phillies series left right now. Yeah, so you start with the Phillies series. You're a month away, so that's one, two, one. That's two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, nineteen. Twenty games will be left when you play the Phillies. Okay, mm. twenty games at that time. Magic numbers coming out, okay? Magic right. numbers coming out. So, you know, at that time, if you're still up 10 games on the Phillies, that's a must-win situation for the Phillies. Right. Uh, I mean, you could almost put them away at that point. So, anyway, that's where we're at. Yep, that's where we're at. So, um, yep. so we're seven, the Braves are 70 and 40 right now. So it's 110. So we got 50, the Braves have 52 games left in the season. So yeah, looking for a good, um, you know, way to end the season. But uh, yeah. we got a long way. A lot of baseball to play. So yeah, we yeah, there's still a lot of baseball. Yeah, we're not looking at uh, definitely not looking ahead right now. This series with the Pirates, uh, I think, ever important. We need to get back on the winning ways. Uh, maybe get a little bit of help out of the Nationals. Um, you know, because the Yankees are going to come in, and the Yankees are dangerous. Uh, you know, it's not going to be an easy thing with the Yanks, even though they probably more or less are out uh, of of the uh, playoff run. Uh, although there are seven, there was seven teams. There are six teams vying for the wild card spot in the American League. Uh, and anybody, it's anybody's game right now. I mean, you ask mm-hmm. the Braves back for the last several years. You know, you get on a roll and win you about ten games. And all of a sudden, you're right back in it. Uh, just yeah. like, you know, for the Braves, they get on a roll and win. Like, you know, let's look for it. Look at if the Braves can get on a roll and win 10 games, and let's say the Phillies go 5-5 five and five in that 10-game stretch, that the Braves win 10 games, you know, they could put some more distance in between them and the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you turn around and look at from the Braves' standpoint, if the Braves go on a losing, if they only go 5-5, five and five, the, Phillies, the Phillies win 10 in a row. You know, I mean, it, things can change rather quickly. They could. They very well yeah. could. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, well, um, like you said, they've got – the Braves have three more games to the Pirates and then a weekend four-game series, three days with the Mets. Um, yep. I got some fun things to talk about before we get out of here, unless right. you have something else to bring up. No, good. What you got? Do you want to become a break, part of the Braves' ownership? <laughs> I saw that. You know, you can buy some stock in them. Yeah. I forgot about that until this morning. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Uh, I hadn't done that yet, but yeah, I would I would love to be uh, to buy some stock in the Braves. Absolutely. 
a podcast I was listening to, um, Lane Whitaker, he's a Memphis uh, Grizzlies um, yeah. analyst, I believe is what he is. Yeah. But they do a yeah. podcast this morning, and he's a Braves fan. And uh, right. he bought 31 shares. Yeah. He, he wanted 31 just because he's that mad at me. But, uh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I would, I would love to. Absolutely. Um, yes. I was just wondering if you'd bought in a share yet. No, I hadn't. I, I've almost, I'd almost forgotten about it too until you said something about it. Um, and, um, but yeah, I would, I would, um, I would love to, to own me some, own me some Braves. Why not, right? Yeah, all right. Just add yeah. one more thing to, uh, to watch out for. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's take a look at the minor leagues. A uh, quick look around. Yep. Um, I know this weekend, Hurston Waldrop pitched really well down at Augusta. Uh, one run, eight yep. strikeouts. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that's good. Yes. Fast track Very to the majors good. right there, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he's a little bit too young, but I, 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 I could see it next year. I mean, I could yeah, definitely I could. see it next year. I could see him moving up through the through the ranks, you know, getting to, um, you know, getting at least Rome, you know, going on maybe to Gwinnett somewhere in there. Uh, who knows? Spencer Strider got there pretty quickly. I would love to see him at Rome this year because, you know, like I said, you know, we're right down the road from Rome, and if he gets right. if he makes it to Rome this year, I'm like, hey, Miranda, we gotta get yeah. over there. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Starting starting tonight, which is tonight's Tuesday, Augusta, who is forty seven and fifty four, is at Salem, who is forty six and fifty three. So they're pretty similar records. I think that's the Red Sox affiliate, Salem. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, the Augusta, just had a bunch of influ- uh, flux with players they got all the college draft picks you know Kate Kearns um Hurston Waldrop's there a couple other phenoms that the Braves just drafted so looking forward to seeing what they can do um Rome is at home against Winston-Salem Winston-Salem is a White Sox affiliate they are 46 and 51 and Rome is forty six and fifty six, so yeah, they're five uh, five games lost or behind them in the loss column. Um, looking forward to see. I, I think Rome can do some things this week. Um, so looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, down at Mississippi, uh, they are forty six and fifty five. They are at Rocket City, who is 47 and 55. So they're pretty similar records. Um, that's an Angels affiliate. Um, so that should be a good matchup in Huntsville if you guys want to make it over there. Yep. And looking at Gwinnett. Gwinnett. Who is 48 and 58. Is it Charlotte, who was 41 and 67? I thought, mm, that's rough. It's another White Sox affiliate. So Rome 
and Gwinnett are both facing White Sox affiliates. Uh, and yeah. that kind of that's, inter- that's, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's that's the minor league whip around. Um, I I just I'm excited about the kids at Gwinnett or uh, Augusta, and hopefully they can get yeah. to Rome. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Again, again, you know, the last few years we've been fortunate that um, you know we've seen guys coming up. Uh, making, uh, making, you know, big, big headlines coming up, uh, mm-hmm. playing for the, for the, you know, the major league team. So yeah, absolutely. I honestly think Hurston Waldrop's that next guy. Could be. Never know. I mean, look at Spencer Strider turn out the way he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, getting to the majors pretty quickly, and so um, uh, we'll uh, we'll see. From, I'd say from what he's probably I hear, there at least another one more year in the minors, and then mm-hmm. um, never know where they'll go from there. I think there'll be some question marks pitching wise <clears throat> coming up in the next. You know, what are you going to do with Charlie Morton? Um, what's going to happen with Michael Soroka? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what's going to happen with Max Freed? That's one of the big ones. So, who knows? What you know? There's there may be some spots. You never know. From what I hear, he he reminds a lot of people of Spencer Strider. So. Yeah, well, bring him on. Let's go. You know. <laughs> um, anything you gotta add before we get out of here, Jeremy? No, I'm good. It's um, let's go out and get a win and and um, keep this thing rolling. Um, you know, keep uh, the Phillies who who had been kind of hot, keep them at bay, and uh, let's. Uh, uh, definitely just, you know, get better pitching and uh, score some runs and win some games. Well, if you guys have made it this far, we really appreciate you listening to the show. And I'd like to apologize for being so sporadic lately. I've Life's been chaotic, and I need to start getting back into the swing of things. So understandable. We're going to start trying to record, get on the schedule, and do two, two a week like we were. So, um yeah. Thanks for sticking with us. And um, if you want to follow us on the, sh- the show, it is at Ethos Braves. I am at F3 Monthly Crew. Kyle is at KAHC15 on Twitter. Um, me and Jeremy are both on Facebook. I'm John Robert McKay. I'm Jeremy Bell. Nice. Um. And you can also get the show anywhere you find your listening platform. Spotify. Um, I heard Stitcher is no longer a podcast. Thing, so interesting. Um, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Apple. Um, I'm sure there's others that I don't. I don't know, of, but I'm sure they're out there. And as always, signing off. Go Braves. Go Braves.